Hello, friends and colleagues, and happy new year. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music, and today's podcast, episode 109, my special guest and dear talented colleague, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe, is helping us welcome in the new year with some important business intentions. Now, before I welcome Michelle onto the podcast, I want to send a heartfelt Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Thank you for finding the time in your busy schedule and making the Full Voice Podcast part of your day. I appreciate that you are here. If you would be so kind, please take a moment and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. This helps us and it helps other teachers find our podcast. Now, without further wait, here's our guest. Welcome back to the Full Voice Podcast and Happy New Year, Michelle. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. How how are you? You know, I am doing as well as I can be doing. It was a very, very busy holiday season. Lots of things going on. Right. But you know what I did do? What? I took a whole week off. Like off. Oh. I didn't teach. I was lightly online for my for <laughs> you know speakeasy co-op because I love I mean I can't stay away from those people's right so but lightly online love it and I spent some quality time with my family and I made so much delicious carbohydrate based foods <laughs> I love it I love it well um I, I'm uh, I'm always excited to talk to you. What? How was yours? Oh my! Oh gosh! Well, same thing. Lots of things going on. I mean, you know, when your husband is a uh, music director at a church. Stab um, my face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To be truthful, uh, my husband has been very kind. I I have not really been participating in the worship band uh, at church. I've taken a bit of a break because, you know, I just haven't okay. felt like singing since my uh, my dad passed away. So, so yeah. yeah, no, it's all good. It's a good. It's a break. It's it's just t- reflective time, and it's. I think it's healthy, and and no one's given me a hard time. I pity the fool that gives me a hard time. <laughs> so do I. Right? I pity the fool that gives you a hard time. <laughs> no, it's good. It's been it's been nice. We we always try to keep Christmas and and the holidays pretty low key, but we are also we we kept Christmas very uh, modest because we are taking Noah to spring training. Yeah! In- <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so exciting. You're going to see my parents there. <gasps> Oh my god! Okay, really? Like yeah, in Florida? My go to spring- well, oh no, they're going to be in Arizona. Oh, so, so you're going to take them to Blue Jays? Spring we- well, of course, those are his people. So, so yes, we will be. I love it. I love it too. We, it's. Uh... Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy in my soul. Yes, and and I think for those of you who've been listening to the podcast, know that my son is so a baseball kid. We are not his people. So we are going to take him to his people. (laughs) 
And then you can come to our house, bop all the way across the country and come hang out and play in our batting cage in our backyard. Oh my gosh. You know, well, does the podcast know, do the peoples know that our sons both are baseball people? I think so. We've talked about our kids before and I, it's crazy because we have two little baseball stars. They're going to take oh, care of us. Come and play <laughs> in our batting cage. So, so 2020 is going to be a, a a fun year. We've we've planned something fun. So, but we've got business to talk about. Let's and, do it. And I'm I'm so thankful that you could uh, come and talk to everybody about this. So we're talking about, well, not resolutions, not New Year's resolutions, because those are kind of fluffy. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not into that. Okay, but we're talking about looking at our business, looking at a new year, planning out our business. What are we going to change? How are we going to grow? And you have this fantastic outline, and I and I I, I want to share this with everybody. It's going to be so exciting. So, um, so for the teachers out there, you're recovering over the holidays. You've put in a year, <laughs> and you're going to get started up in January. And it's kind of daunting. It's kind of hard, right? Would you say it's difficult to look back or look forward as a business owner? I think as a micro business owner, it's especially difficult because, pardon me, it feels so touch and go. Like you really literally feel like one day at a time Mm. sometimes, you know, and and you can plan as much, you plan as much as you can. Obviously, we're not in control of everything, but you plan as much as you can. And I think many, many micro business owners, which we all are, because we're, you know, you're making less than $7 million a year, then you're not a small business, right? <laughs> so I would love to be a million dollar small business owner. Let's do that. Um, micro business owner, rather. Um, so it's just, it's a, uh, I think we kind of get in the the cycle mm-hmm. and, you know, inertia of just doing the same thing. And I think it gets daunting when we think about our entire business and our whole life and what we do and blah, blah, blah. It's daunting to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I got to change stuff. I agree. Um, but to the resolution point that you were saying, the only constant is change. Uh. So if we can embrace that and be like, this is a new year. I have so much opportunity. Mm. I have so much time. I have so much opportunity and I have so, I'm so smart and I'm so clever. I have the resources inside me to change whatever I'm not happy with. I love it. And that's what I love about the new year is like you get to dust off you get to reflect. And you know what? I'm going to give a challenge to everyone listen. listening. You have to celebrate. <sighs> you must, because this is one of the biggest problems with small business owners, studio owners, is because you get caught in the hustle, the hamster wheel hustle, you never get out of the hamster wheel and look back and be like, I did a ton of amazing stuff last year. Thank you for saying I- that. X amount of recitals. I changed this about my policies. I up my rates and I'm able to serve my clients better because of that revenue or serve my family better because of that. I did this. I did that. Like take, if you do not take time to celebrate, you will not have the mojo inside of you Mm. 
to continually create and grow. You will not. Mm -hmm. You will get tired out. And I'm ranty because it's early in the morning. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Michelle is on the the West Coast. I'm East Coast. So Michelle has to get up. What is it? Six? Six a.m. there? I got up at 5 a.m. for you. Oh, I love you. You're welcome. I love you, too. I did not get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> it's all right. I have coffee. That's why I'm talking so fast because I have so much coffee. I love it. I did run on the treadmill before we talked so that I would wake up. You're a better woman than I am. New Year's. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So should we jump in? Yeah, let's do this. So, So where do we start? We know we're, we're going to, we've celebrated our year. Where do we start in looking at, uh, looking at our businesses? So I've been using this framework because all wonderful things come in threes. I've been, and isn't this like, I think it's January 3rd today, it right? Is. It is. Oh my God. So this framework. And so I want everyone to have like three areas, right? Three areas that they are committed to doing something in terms of looking at or generating thought around. And that's the same thing. Um, and implementing Mm -hmm. in the things they're going to do in 2020, which is a whole new decade. So that's another cool thing is like, what if you took these things and not only looked at what am I going to do in 2020, but what am I going to do in the decade of the twenties? So where am I in 2030? Right. Cool. Cool. So the first area is I want you to give up totally give up. Just give up. Give up. (laughs) And the second area is take back. And then the third area is I want you to join in. Mm. So what do I mean by that? So we've got give up, take back, join in. Join. I love it. Okay. So let's start with give up. What are we giving up? Well, not coffee. Not coffee. And maybe some people would want to give up the, the adult beverages, but you know, if that's something that you need to give up, then maybe you should give it up. First thing I want people to give up is limiting beliefs. Oh yes. So what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is that tape that gets played that little cassette. Oh man. I just talked. How old am I? Dated yourself. I just dated myself big time. Um, that MP3 in in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) that that says that won't work because Mm. so anytime you think a thought and you have a good idea and then your immediate self-talk reaction is no but Mm. or that won't work because that is a limiting belief so I'm going to challenge you that every time you have an idea that your first thought that you wrangle the first thought because the reality is you're going to have the first thought. That's the neurological pathway that you've created. We've all created that. And in some ways that's helpful, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm running toward this cliff. I'm going to fall off this cliff. That's not good. I'm going to change my course. Like it's a good limiting belief that, you know, you cannot fly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's there to protect us, but let's face it. Most of us who have access to be listening to this podcast are in a place where their basic needs are met. Sure. Right. So the, um, the limiting beliefs that stop us from generating more energy in the world and more, um, impact in the world aren't really true. Mm. So my challenge to you is to, to take that 
limiting belief, because you're going to have it, by the hand, walk it over to your couch, sit it down on the couch, tell it to put its feet up, talk with it a little bit, Mm -hmm. process through it, and then show them the door. And then create something. So that's the first thing I want you to give up. The second thing I want you to give up is shame around Mm -hmm. any mistakes that you've made in in the past year. Maybe there was an interaction that you had with a client that you know you didn't do as well as you could have. Maybe there was a mistake you made financially. Oh, well. Maybe you got into an argument with your kids. That was like a really big thing. Maybe it's in your personal life. But all that shame, forgive yourself. Move on. Forgive yourself. Then I want you to give up anything that's not working for you in your software. Oh. In your tools. Like, I'm sorry, but if your piano is not working anymore, get a new piano this year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to muddle through on, on equipment that doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Does a policy not really work for you? Even if it sounded like a good idea at the time, once you implemented it, it didn't work, get rid of it. Tools, systems, whatever. People. Give it up. Ooh, give up the people. (laughs) Talk about that. You talk about that. Oh, I'm just thinking, I mean, being in the forums, our multi... Our multi-teacher studios often struggle with employees and people that work for them and it's challenging and I, you know, we have to look yeah. at, are they serving our studios and their students? And I, I don't, I don't have that situation. I'm a, a single teacher studio, but I can imagine that that would be very stressful and yeah. very difficult. Um but I would also say, you know, if you're if you're working in a group environment or um, you've outgrown a chorus or a anything, you know, get get rid yeah. of that. I think getting rid of people is the hardest thing. I think it, removing ourselves from organizations or from groups is tough. It's huge. I that's deep. I wasn't going to bring up the people because that's like, that's, that's going, that, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. I love that. I love the people thing. Like definitely take stock of who needs to stay and who is not being, um, a person that is with you Mm. as you're moving, you know, moving forward. Um, that is tough. But lastly, you know what I want you to give up? Tasks. Oh, talk about that. I want you to give up tasks. Delegate. I want you to learn to delegate. Are you like looking at me? That's, I'm looking. You're, you're right looking in your right in my eyeballs right now. People on the podcast can't see, but Michelle's giving me the. She's throwing shade. Eyeballs. But but okay. So this is a this is you know me. I'm a task. I love my tasks. That's very hard mm-hmm. for somebody who's a do-it-yourself person. Can we just talk a second about why it's important for us to not be the be all and end all and do all the things? Okay. First of all, the more that you get sucked in to unnecessary tasks, and when I mean unnecessary, I mean unnecessary for you to do. Mm-hmm. You are number one, stopping someone else from doing what they love to do because there are people who are better at it than you are. You are number two, using mental energy 
on things that are not the management or innovative part of your business. And as the CEO and the top notch person of your business, you are required to have a certain amount of brain space going toward creating and developing and growing. Right. So, so when we delegate tasks, what it is, is it's us looking at what we're doing in our entire lives. I would say for the solo business owner and even for the multi-teacher studio owner, don't just look at your business about what you can delegate. Can you send your laundry out once a week? Mm. Can you hire someone to help organize your studio once a week? Can you hire a bookkeeper? Do you need three more hours of childcare so that you can do your bookkeeping and your organization? Right. Do you need, um, do you want to hire someone like a gardener to Mm. take care of those tasks so that you know, maybe whoever, if, if you're in a, you know, if you're in a family where there's two partners, if one partner is always, you know, cutting the grass every two weeks, like what if you paid for that to get done and then you had some family time together or some partner time, you know, what can you delegate so that you can be more fully available to yourself, your family and your business? Love it. And my definition of family is very broad. So that could be like your close-knit friend group. If you're not in a relationship or a partnership, that could be a partner or a spouse. It could be, you know, your an extended family where there's, you know, a mom and a, another mom and a grandparents and both grandparents living all in a commune. That sounds great. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody living in a little commune. That sounds fantastic. I love that. <laughs> but I love my, I like my family. So it's like, I would love if we all kind of did that. But, um, you know, what are, what can you give up? Because guaranteed the things that are tasky, mm-hmm. that are not in your zone of genius or in your zone of excellence are stealing away from your business. Ah, uh, so true. So that would, uh, that's what you give up. You give up limitations, you give up shame, you give up tools and stuff that's not working. Mm-hmm. You give up the people or the people groups that aren't working and you give up your tasks. I love it. And now for the My Music Staff Minute. Hi, Full Voice listeners. Aaron here to chat with you about the F word, failure. What does it mean when a business venture fails? Well, it doesn't have to be the end of the world, and it could mean the start of a new adventure. It's not something to celebrate according to conventional wisdom, but there are valuable lessons you can learn from the failure of a business. Thomas Edison famously said he hadn't failed, just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Looking back on mistakes you've made, you probably won't make them again. Don't beat yourself up. A business failure doesn't mean you're a bad business owner. It's an opportunity to learn from your mistakes and to move forward. If something isn't working, don't invest more time and money into it. Be willing to let go of an idea that your customers aren't crazy about. Doubling down on a bad idea is just more lost time and money. Take the chance to reassess your market research. What do your customers want? Are they willing to pay for it? And how much? Make sure that your potential clients value your services enough to make your business viable and able to grow. Don't be afraid to ask for help from experts. 
Maybe you're not an accountant or marketing wizard, but you can bring in a team that will help you improve your execution the next time around. But while you may be bringing in outside help, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty yourself. Running your own business can be rewarding, and no one should be working harder than you. Be passionate and commit to running your next business venture full-time. Use my music staff to help you teach more and stress less while running your studio. You can start your 30-day free trial online at mymusicstaff.com. And stay tuned for next week's tips and tricks on the My Music Staff Minute, exclusively on the Full Voice Podcast. I love it. I just want to share with the listeners that Michelle was the one who convinced me and I, I wasn't I wasn't on board, but boy, you convinced me to get that assistant. And did. Uh, and I, it was hard. It was so hard. I, I and thank goodness Heidi was so patient because <laughs> she'd be like, "What can I do for you today?" And I'd be like, "No, I'm good. Good. Got it all here." And now, now I am like every every email that comes in, every inquiry that comes in, I always go, "Can this is something Heidi can do?" And my it totally yep. changed. It totally changed. I now had more time. And, and I, again, I mentioned this in another podcast, but when, you know, when the emergency came and, and the, everything happened, not having to worry about my studio and having her take care of that was such a blessing. And I'm so thankful for that. So for those of you thinking that you cannot do these things, I thought the same thing. And I, my only regret is that I waited this long to do it. So thank you, Michelle. And you know. You're welcome. You know, every single person that I goad to get an assistant, every single person that I poke with a hot iron, (laughs) um, they all say the same thing. And that is, why didn't I do this earlier? And I think this is, that's a whole other podcast too. It's something we talk about in the how to run your voice biz without hating your boss program. But it's this idea of like, hiring and how do you hire? And we tell ourselves all these stories about like, well, I don't have enough money to hire and I don't have, I don't know how to hire and I don't know how to write a job description. It's like, you can learn all those things. Right. And learning all those things is called leveling up mm-hmm. and you should learn them. And that's okay because learning that and onboarding a new person when they're the right person is going to change the way that you do your business. And it's going to change the way that you view your business. And in some ways it allow you to extricate yourself a little bit more so that your business can be your business and your personal life can be your personal life. Oh, that's so huge. There's all, yeah, there's all these like little psychological things that doing things around systems and hiring and stuff does for us that give us the ability to, um, not take our businesses so personally. Hmm. And I think hiring is one of those things that gives us that kind of emotional freedom. Um, And again, it doesn't just mean for your hiring for your business, but let we're naturally helpful people. Like people are helpful creatures, Mm -hmm. right? We are, we are relational species. So trying to do everything all on our own all the time is very, very counterintuitive to our species. And it's something that does not make things easy. <laughs> like, why make it hard? Why, why, you know, that's a whole other podcast too, though, is like, why do we feel this need 
to always have think that we have the Midas touch on everything in our business. Right. Such a it's such a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Hello. We should probably move on. Okay, let's move on. So we've we've talked about the giving up. Now we are talking about taking Take back. Taking back. Taking back. What are we taking back? Not our okay, not so- all the Christmas presents we got. That we're taking them back. <laughs> Unless they don't fit or are not chocolate, dark chocolate. Okay. There we go. So this goes with giving up. Taking back. I want every person to take back their time. Oh, yes. In 2020. Time is our most valuable and precious resource because it's the only thing we cannot get more of. The only thing. Mm-hmm. We can get more money. We can get another assistant. It might there might be things that are a pain in the butt to get more of. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing we can't get more of except time. And so I want people to take back their time. What does that mean? That means scheduling your administrative tasks on the calendar. Mm. When are you going to be doing your rep development? When are you going to be doing like for your MTSs? When are you going to be scheduling your teachers? When are you going to be putting together your marketing campaigns? When are you going to be, that's for everybody. When are you going to be looking at your budgets? Mm -hmm. When are you going to be putting in all of your receipts and your bookkeeping? When are you going to be talking to whoever you need to talk to about any laws that are changing? Hi, me, California, 85, have a meeting with my lawyer. Um, So take back your time. Now, aside from the business side of that, that, taking back your lifetime. So putting on the calendar family outings and putting on the calendar, taking yourself to the spa or going to play a round of golf or whatever you enjoy doing, you know, going to a show for your own good sense, not because it's your student that's in it and you have to go see it. You know, when it's it's not research, right? It's an actual show that you enjoy. (laughs) Right. When are you taking yourself out to dinner? When are you purposely turning off the phone, purposely turning off the computer and all of that? So that's what I want you to take back. Take back your time. And then those areas are your administrative time, your play time, your teaching time, your working time that is not teaching. So maybe you're like doing workshops or you know, you're doing um, retreats that you're leading or doing some public speaking, whatever else you're doing. I love it. And, you know, it, it, it's that whole thing, too. Without that time off, we're not our best selves. We're not serving anybody. We're not helping our students. We're tired. We're grumpy. Like, it's just in taking that time off, we're, we're helping ourselves and our businesses. Yeah. And um, I saw this quote. I can't remember who said it, though. So... I can't attribute, which makes me feel awful, but it was basically like, if you're, if you are not going to choose to take the time off, your body is going to do it for you. Ah, yes. And you will get sick. You will get tired. (laughs) You know, you'll get all of those things that it's going to happen. You're going to rest one way or another. So you choose, do you want to rest sick in your bed? (laughs) Last minute, or do you want to have control over that, you know, a little bit more, control. 
mm-hmm. over that rest, even though obviously we can't control everything. I, uh, I am chronically always overworking. That is one of my things that I have been addressing in many different platforms of my life. And I agree, like, you know, you, especially with kids, you know, my son is soon to not want to have anything to do with me. He's approaching, he's approaching that age where, uh, he's gonna, you know, he wants to hang out with his friends more. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta cherish those moments. So yeah. 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 Okay. Let's, I'm excited. Now, what do you mean by join in? Talk, talk to me about the third one. Cool. So three things that you can do this year to join in. I want you to join in to learning something. Mm, Professional development. So professional development, join a, um, join a conference, Mm. join an online course, join a book, like learning. That's, that's kind of thing. Where can you learn? Where you can you enjoy join into your own professional development? I love it. Actively on purpose. And if you have, you know, if you haven't done a conference or read a voice book in, you know, over two years, friends, the world is moving fast when it comes to the research that's happening. There's so much and it's still such an understudied, uh, you know, field. Mm-hmm. But there's so much that is that is out there to read. And so if you just pick one thing to kind of dive into and learn, that that would be amazing. So the second thing I want to join, want people to join into, and I am doing this too. I hope people, I hope people will keep me accountable, is creating. Mm, okay. So are you can you write one song this year, even if it's a silly song? Can you do one performing opportunity? Can you perform one time? Remember, I mean, most of us who are voice teachers are voice teachers because we love singing and we started out as singers, right? So where can you perform one time? Maybe maybe you just like set up a little studio in your voice studio and you just like download some free software and record something nice. for yourself, right? Nice. Yeah. Uh, can you create a marketing campaign that you've never done that before? Could you create a new recital opportunity? Like oh, if you don't yes. do recitals in your business, could you figure out a new way to do a recital or add a recital? Could you create, I mean, there's so many things, right? It's creation. Mm-hmm. Can you create like a different family tradition? Mm. You know, any of those things, what can you create? And then lastly, join in to a community of people that will help make you a better, whatever you want to be better. Brilliant. So join, if it makes sense for you, I think it does make sense for multi-teacher studios to consider their local chamber of commerce. Right. Sure. Um, Not all, not all indie studios. Does that make sense for, Mm -hmm. but but depending on the goals, it, it does make sense because it is a cost out. Yeah. Um, and it depends on what that, you know, what that teacher kind of focuses on, you know. Sure. Um, do you need to join cham- Chamber of Commerce? Is there, uh, I'm assuming a broad swath of your people are women listeners, right? Where yep. So is there a women's networking group that you can be a With part of that? A women's business group, like a women's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. 
um, Speakeasy Cooperative. Mm, wonderful. Which is like independent voice teacher and voice related business specific, right? Um, so anyone who kind of started out in voice, even if they're a studio owner or they're doing something else now, that ground. Uh, what else? Any any sort of networking, whether it's within the industry or outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I I encourage this to be an intentional join. Right. Like we can all we can all do like Facebook groups and stuff. That's great. And I think, you know, add a new Facebook group if it is helpful to you. Facebook can be a time suck and actually be more stop you from getting your things done more right. than it can empower you to get right. your things done. So I want to be careful about that. But do an intentional join mm-hmm. and have a purpose for that. Why do I want to join this? What do I need to get out of it? What am I going to put into it? Mm-hmm you know, and develop that network because there's so much research now on the power uh, about the power of like-mindedness mm-hmm. and support in order to change a habit. I like that you brought up the, the, the comment about what are you going to give to that organization? Cause I, I, when I, when I was very active in our register music teachers association, so many people would join and you would never see them. They never once would show up to a meeting or they wouldn't even respond to their emails. And, and I, and I, I always felt rather, I thought that was odd. It's, it's like, and then, and then you'd get the, well, I'm not in the organization anymore because it didn't do anything for me. It's like, we didn't see your face. I don't even, I couldn't, I couldn't pick you out of a lineup. So I love that you said, I mean. Uh. You have to you have to make sure that the organization will serve what you're doing, but it, it's a two way street, and you have to be involved. And I think Alan Henderson talked about that on his podcast as well, for teachers that were looking to join the National Association of Teachers of Singing. He asked them, you know, you have to consider what you are looking for and what you're willing to give. Absolutely. I think every, I think this is the problem. I mean, like side note, we love our bunny trails here, Mm. (laughs) you and I, but this is one of the issues with like kind of consumeristic first culture Ah. is that we are, we are, we are taught to consume. Yes. So when it comes to things like organizations and networking groups and any of those things, we we come to it with wearing glasses of the same kind of glasses that we would choose what milk we're going to buy. Mm. You know, like which one is prettiest and which one has the most protein and which one, you know, is my favorite non-dairy option. <laughs> you know, we we kind of like look at all these organizations and say, well, what is this going to do for me? Yes. And that's that's real. I mean, I think that's a good question to ask. But when it comes again, interesting how this is looping back kind of on accident. We didn't even plan this, but to something we had said earlier in the podcast, which is this idea of relationships Mm -hmm. and how we're societal creatures. You know, Um, when it comes to an organization or a group, uh, you it's all about scratching backs, you know, and That used to, that has a very negative connotation in people's mind, right? Like, oh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But hello, that's the kind of creatures we are. Mm-hmm. So it, it can't ever just be about what is this thing going to do for me and what does it offer me? What value does it offer me? That's very important. 
But any organization that's worth their salt is going to be asking those questions every day anyway. Yes. You know, like obviously me and my team every day, we're going, how do we make this better? How do we, how do we communicate? We just did a whole reshuffle of our onboard process, Mm -hmm. you know, based on feedback that we got from members. We have streamlined certain things and the way that conversations happen. We're like pushing things over more to like our Slack workspace and speakeasy cooperative, you know, like you, every organization that is worth their salt is always asking, how do I deliver better value for my organization, for the organization? So you don't have to worry about that. They, Mm -hmm. they're on that. Right. But to truly get out of any group, and you're going to find this out real fast. If you join a business group that is not within our field or like the Mm -hmm. chamber of commerce, you're going to find out real fast that if you don't bring value to that group, you'll be asked to leave. Yeah. And that's something that's a little bit different in, in kind of larger business networking things. Like, um, I have several friends who are part of BNI, which is a fantastic, uh, business networking group, but you are like required to get other people to join your, like your dues are very, very, very expensive. Yes. And, and you have these wonderful opportunities to like hone your pitch and to like make networking contact. I mean, it's fantastic for those, for my friends that are in there. And, um, but they expect you to give back right Right. from the get go. Mm -hmm. And so, um, joining in, that's why I call it joining in because it's not you standing there and just taking off the shelf, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you're not picking your milk. It's a good, you, (laughs) what what am I going to join into? And um, that's where I say, you know, volunteerism and bringing impact into the community is an essential part of personal and professional development. Mm. Well put. And if you're, if you're not in a position where you are not sacrificing something for someone else, your heart is going to be hardened toward the opportunities that you can create in your business to generate revenue and to generate, um, brand awareness and to just help people. I do that. I mean, I'm, I'm a president of a local chapter of Nats. So, Mm -hmm. and it's the same. I mean, we have people on our list and I'm, I, I have no idea who they are. That being said, I think any good organization will understand that you can't be there every second of the day. Yes. And um, I also think that many organizations, including my own, could do better at honoring the people that do volunteer. Mm. Because, you know, this happens in churches like all the time, too, right? Where people get burned out because it's always the same people volunteering. Yeah. So if especially, okay, that would be a really good one. Take a good stock take a good stock of your volunteer hours for the organizations you're involved in. Nice. And in that taking back your time, number two, you know, section, Mm -hmm. dedicate some of that time to the organizations that you're involved with. Nice. Figure out what you can really do. Go to the leaders of the organization, say, these are my skill sets. This is what I'm good at. This is what I love to do. How can I help? Where can I help? And, um, the leaders of that organization will hopefully have that figured out. 
I love that. Can I also flip it around and say, you know, for those of you who are volunteering and those of you who are, you know, recognizing that you've overextended yourself and if you are feeling burnt out, like t- step back and, yes. and take back and rejuvenate and then reapply your efforts when you feel like you're ready to do it. Amen. Yes. In fact, when I when I created number two, take back, those were the people I had in mind because that's what I need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So my glasses on were like, stop giving away everything that you're awesome at to people mm-hmm. who don't pay attention. <laughs> you sure. Know what I mean? Sure. Um, but it goes, I mean, it goes both ways. And so maybe we're trying to like paint with too broad of a brush here, but absolutely. If you have not been volunteering, it's time to figure out where you can give back. And if you've been giving and giving and giving, it's okay to step back. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say no more. No mas. Nice. Yeah. I love it. So give up, take back, join in. Michelle, you always bring such great insight and inspiration and permission. Permission for those of us working so hard to advocate for ourselves and for our families and for our businesses. And I really appreciate the balance that you bring. Uh, I know that, uh, I know that in the last few years, my studio has changed in so many wonderful ways and it's wonderful. Mm. It's wonderful. And I, and I thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your awesome. Now, before you go though. Yeah. I have to do this. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, Okay. I forgot. I always forget about this part. And I, never I know, prepare. but you're, 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 you're a brilliant voice teacher. Warm up of the week. And now the warm up of the week. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Yes. Okay. Oh man. I have so many fantastic ones. Okay. So I, can I share one that my student and I made up together? Yes, of course. So I love Marvel. I'm a huge comic book nerd. People may not know that about me because I don't talk about it. But I I love Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, mm. <laughs> you know, Star Wars, anything nerdy. I'm such a nerd. It's it's amazing. So one of my loves is Marvel. And so we do a lot of registration exercises or register exercises in my studio because most of my students are using the broadest range of their voices because they're either musical theater, pop rock, jazz. And, um, and even I believe classical singers, my, my couple opera classical singers too, we do this. So this lovely young lady, we decided to make vocal exercises around the characters in Marvel. I love it. (laughs) So this one is very, very good. This one, I'll give you this one. So it's, you say Loki, and Thor. And it's to go back and forth quickly between TA dominant, you know, whatever you want to call it, chest, mode Mm -hmm. one, TA, whatever. And CT mode two head, head voice, whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Don't get into that argument. So what it is, is when it's Loki, Thor, Loki, Thor. Oh my God. You could do that with a lot of different names. You can do it with so many names. But what she did and what we did is we we did this thing like, okay, take the character's name 
and then turn it into an exercise. So like for kind of a bright musical theater sound, you sing Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman! Nice. Right? But that Loki Thor, and then of course I did it, no one can see, but I did it with the hands where you're moving your hands low for Loki, up high, and it's getting your rib cage to open and you're moving your body. You're allowing that registration shift. And you go lower and higher and lower and higher. So like, you know, okay. <laughs> you know, so as, you can start really small. Loki Thor, Loki Thor, Loki Thor, Loki Thor. You know, and you can just do all I sorts of pitches. It. it doesn't have to be. All, the only rule is that it's the two different vocal fold positions and vocal tracked positions so that you get those two different registers. What a great idea. Um, that's why I love asking for warm up of the week because all all of my friends and colleagues are so brilliant with these ideas. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for giving me an opportunity to actually talk about pedagogy because you know I actually do teach voice. You know, I was just thinking that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I've only ever really, you know, had you talking about the business, which you're brilliant at, but I we need to have a podcast with you where we just talk about voice. Um, that's a great idea. Oh, okay. I, I would love that. I know. I think I kind of get pegged sometimes as like the business person. And it's like, you know, I run a voice studio <laughs> and like my students do pretty well. They go to top 10 colleges. They're on in New York. They're, you know, they're, yeah. they're not slouch. They're not slouchy students. So. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's like that. It's like that when you're, when you're, parents hear you sing and then they say something like oh you're you're actually pretty good and you're like well <laughs> you know that hmm thanks <laughs> yep I I do the singing also yeah I, I also sing so that's fun thanks for giving me a chance to kind of do that too well Michelle I am wishing you and your family um an amazing 2020 and Thank you for starting off the podcast year with this great conversation and great strategies for all of us. And, uh, uh, well, I'll see you soon, but you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to reflect back when we get into 2021, right? Where, oh, no, where, I love are, it. where are we? What yeah. did we do? How did we grow? Well, I am wishing you an amazing afternoon. And again, thank you so much for everything you, uh, you give us here. It's my honor. A very special thank you to Michelle for once again sharing some fantastic business strategies with all of us. Now, I want to let all of the listeners know that it is also Freebie Friday. And Michelle has kindly allowed me to put together a worksheet that helps us work through all of the business intentions that Michelle was talking about today. If you visit our free resources page or check out the direct link in the show notes, you can download a copy of this and set your own intentions for your teaching studio. I hope you will take advantage of our freebie. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching, happy new year, and happy singing. Made my canoe music. Canoe music.ca